Welcome to Board Chili Podcast. I'm Vera. 100 Hong Wan's first series of Board Chili Podcast. We'll have 100 apes from all over the world share their ape stories, talking about their project or fun, and give unique perspectives on working in the Web3. Hello, hello. Welcome back to 100 Hot Ones, the show that interview 100 ape owners.、Uh, I'm your host Vera, and today we have a very special guest with us,、uh, Spicy, aka Tina. Community team lead at Yuga Labs and previously senior creative producer at Twitter. So welcome to the show, Spicy. Thanks for having me. Hot one, spicy on the hot Thank one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. My first time met Spicy was during our Basel last year. This time, I hosted a party that was sponsored by、uh, BYC Council, and Spicy was there. Of course, we met before online. Like many of us, and we resonated with each other because she's spicy and I'm chilly, so we're both very spicy. The collab that needs to happen, the collab that we've been waiting for. Yeah, there's actually a song called Spicy. Why why you call yourself spicy? Oh, so during my Twitter days, when I first started working at Twitter, I resurrected like an old handle, and my name would always autocorrect on texts to Tuna. I was like, but I'm just gonna be spicy, Tina. I remember everybody's name. It was like first name, last name, very serious. And I was like, I would rather be a little playful. So I was spicy, Tina. <laughs> and then when crypto happened, the whole crypto wave, and I set up my ENS, I was like, I'll just be spicy T. And then when I joined Yuga,、wow. like, I'll drop the T. Oh, you were very Web three back then. Now you're using、yeah. not real name. Yeah, exactly. Always a little annoying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Since it started very beginning, we are gonna. Have this question that no one can avoid on the podcast. So, how did I get into the apes? How did I get into apes? I was buying and selling some NFTs on Nifty Gateway. I like witnessed the Top Shot explosion. I did the research, learned about CryptoPunks, did the whole thing. Didn't buy a punk at the three point five ETH floor when I first looked at it. But when I was like playing around with digital art on Nifty Gateway, and then I remember. One of my friends, you form your like alpha groups and your like your digital friends. One of them was like, "Dude, you got to take a look at these apes." And and I remember just I didn't mint that night because I was literally out. And I was like, "Okay, I'm sure it'll still be available." And it sold out. And then it, so I bought a day later. And I just remember thinking like, "If this is another CryptoPunks." First of all, the art resonated. It was just very cool. It was punk. It was all the things I like. This feels like CryptoPunks, but something I can actually get in on. So that's how I got in. Wait, so you weren't on the clubhouse because we we were on the clubhouse going to different rooms. I know I was like experimenting with clubhouse. I was like aware of clubhouse, but and I remember popping into one room and hearing the ape noises for sure. But no, mine was like really straight watching pro- profile pictures change. I experienced it from the Twitter side of it. Oh wow! I love your story. That's so cute. So, how does that started with your career、um, in Yuga, from the ape holder, a community member, to someone that actually seeing what's inside? Yeah. While I was at Twitter, I led a lot of the NFT related work we did that last year. Some people might know about a, a little drop that Twitter did called the 140 collection. It was 140 free NFTs that were given away. That was a project that was spearheaded by me and a couple of folks at 
Twitter and it was really all about, we were just like, oh my God, everything's going down. It's like Discord and Twitter where this is all going down and Clubhouse. And we were like, this is like a very authentic thing to Twitter. So we were able to push through this project and do that. And then following the kind of like really positive reaction we saw to that, because like the, the value of those NFTs skyrocketed after that and then stabilized. But after we saw that, I bubbled up a deck to our internal product team that was basically like everybody's asking for wallet authentication and i think after that project came out it was cool because you just saw like all the like the nft crypto nerds within twitter rise up and be like cool we're gonna take this project on and it became a hack week project once that happened i also led on the go to market for the hexagon the profile picture thing so i worked on the commercial for that it was me and like that same creative team we pretty much picked every project that went into it including we talked to Josh Ong, we had him in that commercial, we had his ape that then changed to his mutant. So it was a pretty much like all passion project that year. And uh, I knew I wanted to dive deeper into the space after that. Because the thing about a company like Twitter is it was like, incredibly fun and innovative, but also it was a pretty big company. And it did feel like it was starting to stall after a certain point to try to do the more innovative stuff. So I was definitely looking and one thing led to another and I ended up getting introduced to the founders at Yuga uh, and it was just a right place, right time sort of thing. Like I had just come off a year of doing like a lot of really big NFT work at Twitter. I had, I had the production experience. I was a producer for 10 years and um, they were like, we are building a team and we are scaling quick. And so things move pretty fast from there. And what's it been like as a community member coming in? Let me tell you, I remember when the scavenger hunt, that first treasure hunt happened. I remember everything about it. I remember freaking out and being like, oh my God, this feels like Ready Player One. This is so sick. As a producer, just knowing what it takes to make stuff and what it takes to make things at, at a high caliber. I just remember thinking that night, looking at that map and watching everything. I was like, these guys don't sleep. They don't. And and I have to say, as I came in, it's a group of people who are grinding all the time. And it's not to say that, it, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just move. It's passionate. Yeah, it's passionate. And it's like people who see the opportunity and have mm. been sprinting towards it. And it's just, everybody's just working at that same level all the time together. That kind of feels like an earlier stage startup. How many people were there when you joined Yuga Lab? Yeah, it's interesting because it was like a group of people that I think I'm technically employee number 13. But then there was like a bunch of people that came in around the same time. So I would say from my first few weeks, it was like 20 to 25 people. Um, and then, of course, it's grown tremendously since then. But I think that the sort of dividing line for the 8 Fest 2022, it's there's the people who joined pre- last summer's ape fest those are like the veterans <laughs> and then the people who joined after oh well, yeah i do remember like there was quite a lot of people high like the big batch among yeah. on board i think you joined during that time right but a lot of people don't know that spicy actually participated that hexagon yeah. um, project as well because i somehow i thought you're you joined a yuga even before that so i that's the last thing I delivered at Twitter. I, I literally delivered that project and started at Yuga the following week. So when that commercial came out, I was already working at Yuga 
but wow. I produced the whole thing. Yeah. Elon bought Twitter at the time? No. So I left Twitter in January of 2022. And I think Elon like first came into the picture in like March saying that he wants to buy Twitter. Oh. And it was all around the same time. It's like Jack Dorsey left like the month before I did no relation. And then, and then like I left and then it was like Elon and then the sort of like big Elon layoffs and things happened October, November that year. Yeah. Wow, a lot of things happened during that time for you. And it's very interesting because when I was in China, Everyone was asking me, have I been to Yuga's headquarters? Have I been to Yuga's office? Of course, I've never been to, and I know pretty much everyone at Yuga is working remotely at different locations. So how does that feel? Yeah, it's like COVID forever. <laughs> Basically, yeah, like my last year at Twitter, I it was entirely remote, actually my last two years. And starting at Yuga, remote was definitely a trip I've, i had never started a job without knowing a team i'm also like an extremely social person so that was it was pretty tough out the gate because it was just like a lot of long hours and that lack of camaraderie uh, that you can build but especially as things opened up and we yuga has started to participate in more events and things like that i think that's been a really rewarding part of it because at least you get to see the co your colleagues at these events. We are trying to do some meetups here and there. Uh, and we, we have some people clustered around major cities in LA or New York and things like that. But it's tough. I think about it a lot. And I, I love my team so much. I love that you couldn't love the community and comms team more. And sometimes I'm just like, damn, I want to be in an office with these guys. I want to clown with these guys in person. And we have like side chats where we're like trolling each other all day. And so we definitely still have that like team vibe going. But yeah, I'd love more IRL time with them always. Yeah, because people often say about visiting offices. Is there any office at all or never uh, had office? No, there's a small office that we sometimes use in New York. That's it's teeny tiny. Like you were talking like one meeting room. It's used as like a meetup spot sometimes, things like that. But no, we don't have an office and different groups of us have talked about a co-working space and doing stuff like that together, but it just never comes to pass. But again, it's like that the Web3, Web3 is funny because it feels like there's just like an event every month or it would for better or worse. So I, I, I do think we, we've been trying to use those as opportunities to get together and maybe do working sessions before or after things like that do you guys have offset team building activities as well or or the apefest it, it it does the job apefest is it's definitely team building in that we are in the trenches together we are just grinding and it's it is really fun like we were all talking about this like getting together the days before apefest to just like prep everything like it was so sweet. And there was one morning we all came down in the hotel to the buffet and it was like the whole team that was there. And we all didn't know we were going to see each other. And we're like, oh my God, this is like summer camp. Like we have to be like, <laughs> many of us haven't met or some of us haven't met. We're all just like sitting here finally talking. So that's cool. We want to do an offsite for the company. It's been really hard to get the team together because there's a lot of ambition at a company like Yuga and a lot of concurrent work streams. And one team will deliver something, but another team is middle of the, the hardest part of their projects, right? So it's hard to orchestrate these things. I, I know there's ambition to try to do something like, like that next year, get the team together. 
we have our company all hands every couple of weeks and there's a little culture building things in between that we do. But yeah, definitely need more IRL. There's also back in the day, me and PP man used to do like a web three market pulse update to the company, which we stopped doing because they were getting a little too spicy and, and legal was like, can you not? <laughs> but I would say that was like my, one of our favorite like culture moments for the company back in the day. Oh, I would have loved those kind of things. What is the juicy part of the oh, community? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were bubbling up all the spicy tweets. Oh, I love that. I love that. I hope my tweets didn't make it that way. <laughs> you never know. I love it. I love it. It feels like a family, right? So when Clubhouse, I know written in our roadmap, it will be a Clubhouse happening in Miami, but I'm not trying to make you a spoiler. What is the plan for that? Or is that actually going to be in the other side? We... I think we can certainly say the other side part of it is, is happening. And the, in terms of the company, everybody from top to bottom knows, has, understands, and if they didn't understand, they certainly do after Fest the importance of IRL and just how much it means to the community to get together and have a place to meet. The main thing I can say is we're defining what it's going to look like, but certainly leadership understands the importance of the clubhouse. We, the OG team, it's like, Jeff Nicholas leading on that, PP man, Ian. We know the importance of the clubhouse. The when, I cannot answer for you. <laughs> Mostly because I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's There's just so much going on concurrently, but we know the importance. Yeah. I think it will be really cool because there are a lot of clubs existing in different cities, different countries as well. And I think maybe it's more efficient to work with different clubs already exist and having that access for the community to be part of it. Since you guys are all working online, um, what is a day like work at Yuga? Yeah. What's a day like? It's back-to-back -back calls. It really depends on who you're talking to, but I think a lot of people are on back-to-back -back calls for better or worse. I could say for myself, it's a lot of, it's checking in with not just the BAYC team, but the CryptoPunks team, the other side team. Formerly, there was a separate MeBids team. Now that's folded into other side. It's checking in with the community team, getting a pulse of what's going on Discord, what's going on in the socials. Obviously, I have, I'm keeping an eye on things, but it is literally impossible to keep your finger on the pulse of everything. Um, lots of decks. I work on a lot of decks. Um, it's a lot of anything ranging from sentiment reports to strategy of what we should be doing next, recommendations. With the last several months leading into Apefest, it was like me and Illa constantly on calls with community leads, community members. You, I was on, we were on calls with you. Yeah, I was back-to-back back call. Yeah, me and you had a standing weekly, which was the best favorite call. Aww. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of heavy coordination. And that's really, again, what I miss from the office life is like when things can just get answered without a call. But sometimes right. it's a lot of docs and people feeding into docs, but then you got to check in because the doc is like so long and you want to make sure people saw stuff. It's, I, I think a lot of people live this life, but this, I would just say it's probably just like slightly on steroids that you get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also we're in this crypto industry that runs 24-7. Like it really not 
even though that we really want to, but you can't say, hey, this is a company shutdown. Because when I used to work at Apple, like we have company mm-hmm. shutdown for a whole week. We don't talk about work and stuff. And those, this will never happen for crypto companies because you don't know what's going to happen, right? The market never closes. So yeah, it's neither do we. <laughs> even when we want to, not really. You want to do offset and it's really hard to get everyone together because always have someone to be on call. It's like a doctor that you just never know when an emergency come and stuff could happen and it's just, or just in general. And they're almost always Friday nights. <laughs> it's like the emergencies are almost always Friday night. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think people just don't really... They don't give enough appreciation for people in this industry that work in full time because if you leave like what you're doing, then you have to find someone that replace what you're doing and keep your eyes on it the whole time. And downloading that information is tough. It's like the context, the nuance, like why this might be a big deal versus why this isn't a big deal. But the pool gets smaller and smaller of who can actually cover community team truly the most engaged and caring people in the biz that I've seen. I don't even know how you guys can do it. Like we have to coordinate with the time zone. I think it's a very difficult part because when I was working in Asia, there are only like a few hours that you can overlap, and which is like night for you or early morning. Yeah. It's extremely difficult. So I feel especially working with the communities, like a lot of communication happens, time zone coordinates. It is tiring, but I knew, I know like you're fully love it. That's why you have so much passion and you do such a good job. But- the whole team, I have to say the whole team, it's like everybody makes each other better because everybody cares so Aww. much and tries, but it shows up so hard without complaining. Well, so how many people on the community team? Oh my God, how many of us is it now? Eight, 10? It's Boris. Mr. Eth, Electro, P- PB's more product now, but me and Ian on the sidelines, PM. Yeah, it's eight to 10, depending on the roles, depending on the day, frankly. I really appreciate everyone's hard work, not just the community team, everyone at Yuga. And, and then the building in the bear market is extremely hard. You have to deal with a lot of communication and transparency, and it could be a little bit of a challenge with the community as well. I think the biggest challenge, which is also frankly, one of the biggest gifts is the two-way feedback loop between community and the company. It's obviously feedback is a gift. I definitely strongly feel that and have always said that, but it's, it's difficult to know the ambition of what the company's trying to do and have context about certain things and then not necessarily be able to share those things with the community and all the time, at least. And I think the challenge is that the community really feels like they're in it with Yuga, which is like, they are. Yuga would not exist without the community. It's that conviction. It's that love and heart that got the company as far as it did. Uh, But at the end of the day, it is a private company that's supposed to have some level of things that happen behind the scenes and sometimes that can't be shared. And so that can be challenging when you're like, trying to balance all of the expectations because at the end of the day, and I'm not the first person to say this of our Eric Reed, who's taking our general manager of other side. Now he said it at Ape Fest. He's like, we are going to make mistakes. There are going to be errors. And I think it, what's hard is <laughs> building under a microscope is challenging, but it's also 
a privilege to be one of the first companies to be able to do it, to be part of a team yeah. that's doing it. And I like actually think about this all the time. I can't wait to look back in a few years and reflect on what this time was and what we could have done differently or what we did. But I do know that at the very least, people show up with a hundred, their hundred percent every day at the company. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Community sometimes can be a little bit impatient on things coming up building like traditional companies. Apple, they do announcement every year, right? They drop the product every year. And during that whole year, everyone just wait and they don't ask. They don't go to say, hey, what's the process? I totally get what you mean. It's not bad. People really care, but at, at some point that they care at a certain level, <laughs> it could be a little bit challenging. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's, it's like the way. gift and a curse. Some, sometimes people are like not as nice as they're in RL. Some people on the internet could say, crazy thing but when you meet them they're just like sweet so sweet nine percent of the time it's that you have one conversation yeah. and you're like oh every both both parties are like oh you're cool <laughs> yeah yeah misunderstanding could happen during the communication as well especially you're not face to face yeah totally spicy has been doing quite a lot i know she does a lot for like the community relationships as well so she was the one that actually leading the Made by A um, project. And then she was like very heavily involved with the BUNC council as well. So we're going to go into them one by one. A lot of people may not know what Made by Apes are. Um, so Spicy, what is Made by Apes? Made by Apes is the love child. I'm just kidding. No, Made by Apes <laughs> is probably my favorite initiative and thing that um, I've been able to be a part of at Yuga. Um, and it started things started at the top of this year. When I first started heading up community events engagement at uh, Yuga, I went on a bit of a listening tour throughout the company. I talked to the community team, our partnerships team, legal, just like understanding what are your biggest pain points? What are the things we need to try to fix? And overwhelmingly, at least from the community team, it was like, we need to work on our communication. We need to figure out there's like all these apes are building and they're reaching out and it feels like we're hitting a bottleneck on things. And we were hitting a bottleneck because we didn't know, like the opportunities for the company were scaling faster than the company, if I'm being honest. And, and I still remember talking to our, our lawyer, Chibata, shout out Chibata, best lawyer in, in the biz. And he was telling me, I first came to him and I was like, it feels like we need to put together like a directory at the very least. It needs to go out of BAYC.com, like pretty, pretty basic stuff. But I was, we just need to like aggregate everything. And he was like, let me give you a plus one. I've already been thinking about this. And I think it needs to be on chain and registered so that it can actually hold weight of the Yuga approval. Because that's a, a big thing is apes are builders. Apes are killing it at building. And a lot of times they're like, we're looking for that Yuga cosign. We're looking for acknowledgement from Yuga about uh, what we've built. We're looking for promotion. And fair enough, it's all, again, the product really built itself. It was like, the, it was there. And we, we just came along and we're like, okay, let's like make the thing. <laughs> Once talking to him, Javada and he was like, this is what we need to do. I remember I put together one of the decks of just, here's what people are doing. Here's the inbounds we're getting of the types of requests and what we need to do. We should start something like this. And our creative team went away and they came back and they're like, 
here's shout out to rust with the sickest logo the naming exercise was like very long to back up and explain what made by apes is at its root it is an aggregation of everything that apes are working on it is an on-chain licensing protocol that basically lets people register their businesses. Each application is reviewed by a human lawyer. It is a real thing. And that's why these applications can take a long time sometimes, or there's like nuances within, it gets kicked back and you got to work on it. But really it comes down to answering a few things. Centralizing in a hub is one thing, but it's also verified businesses because we, we have seen that there are some bad actors in the space. We've seen people, the, the right click save crowd that kind of makes fun, but then at the same time does the thing. So it was also making things legitimized. And then the, the final thing was provenance for your ape and what your ape has been doing. My, my running joke was that blue crazy eyes ape, that floor ape, that's PP Man. He always gets mad when I call him a floor ape. <laughs> if somebody doesn't know who PP Man is, you would be able to see, oh my God, he's appeared across all these different products. This is a legendary ape at this point. And that's something really important for the history of this ape. Because again, like blockchain, these NFTs, they're going to outlive us. So it's pretty interesting to know that their history, you want maybe a brand comes along down the line and wants to buy an ape and wanting to know, was this ape the face of? Pepsi? Was this, what was this ape up to? It, you don't have something like that currently. You go browsing for an NFT, you don't really see how it was used. And so this was a way to actually track that as well. You had so much to say about uh, Made by Apes, girl. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I see the passion that you have on Made by Apes and the boo-boo. spicy. I, I love to see this part of you. Keep talking, keep talking it. about that. Oh man, we pitched this a lot. It was like me, PP, and Shibata. We were just constantly taking it to different people. We like, whether it was internal and external, we had our launch partners. We identified some amazing launch partners, one of which was, yeah. we wanted to identify people who were doing amazing things across categories, whether it's you with the, with your chili podcast and the lifestyle brand that you're building. And then it was like, applied primate and the insane storytelling that they're doing. And then Ford Vodka, like he just runs the gamut really, or like Hero Machine and getting all of those shirts into Walmart. You know, you, there's like these one-off incredible stories that were happening. And we're like, we need to bring this, like, we need to talk to this group. We need to figure out how this product can really serve the community. And then after that, we need to just amplify this because that is the biggest thing Yuga can do for builders. Yeah, and I also think it's a very strong weapon that we can go out to tell other brands, right? This is what our community is building. And we're not only Web3 and crypto. It's It started from water, beer, food, or day-to-day -day clothing brands, to consulting companies, to gaming companies. It could be anything that you can think of, right? And I think that's a very strong say of how strong this community is and how amazing this community is as well. You guys have a lot of concerns. Will community like it? Is this something community want? And the community ended up gave amazing feedback and they're just like, this is what we've been waiting for. And this is why we're still here, <laughs> right? How does that make you guys feel? What's yeah, I think for those of us, like, it's pretty incredible, the ambition to build other side and games and all of that as a, I do think there's a group of us self-included. I'm not really a gamer, but I, I joined the club for something so much bigger than that. And for me, and that's why Made by Apes has felt so close to my heart. Cause I'm like, 
yeah, this is it. And one day I want to submit a business to it too. I'm just like, not sure what it is yet. And I want to be really like, really like precise and intentional with it. But for me, this is the huge potential of the club. It's the potential of the club during the times when we're building. It's like just celebrating what the community is doing, letting the community just do its thing and keep the machine worrying because it doesn't always have to be this. And that's the beauty of Web3. It's not, okay, Yuga's going to go and build a thing and then be like, ah, we made a thing. This amazing two-way street of, okay, and this is what the community is working on. And okay, cool. Now we can elevate that. And now, okay, we made this and community elevates Yuga. And that's how we keep raising each other up. Can you walk through someone that who may not know about this process? Who's qualified to do this? And mm -hmm. what are the process be like for them? Yeah, any ape is qualified to do this. Any BAYC, MAYC holder, we want to do it really thoughtfully. But for right now, in terms of made by apes, it's, it is a token gated form for you to request a license, madeby.yuga.com. <laughs> and you fill out, you basically fill out what your business is. The one caveat I will say is you already have to be doing the thing. You already have to have a business. It's not so much like a, I would love to eventually put my ape on like t-shirts. It's That's not really what the intention of this product is. It's really to say, okay, a perfect example is like Board Brewing, for example, another one of our launch partners, they have their founders 50 of different beers. So Board Brewing was able to actually set up a license with one ape. And the way it's built right now is you pretty much need one ape to get a master license number. It's a five digit number and it's randomly assigned. I know a lot of apes are also reaching out and they want their vanity license numbers. We don't have a fair way to do that right now. So we've just, we're just not giving away numbers right now. If we can figure out a way to do it, we will. I know there's a lot of interest in that. Anyway, you get a randomly assigned number. And from there, so say board brewing, great example, they register their business. And then what for every ape that you sub license, because that's a big part of the culture too, is just like licensing your ape. Maybe I don't want to go out and build the thing, but I'm trying to have some passive income from my ape. For every ape that's sub licensed, we have yet to roll out this product feature, <laughs> but the way it's being thought of on our end is you will have the five digit number and then an, a sub-license number, dash 001, dash 002. And those are all the different apes or all the different product types that are registered within that main business. And that way it keeps things organized, unlike the back end from like a paperwork perspective, which, I, which our lawyers love. But it also allows you to keep one master license number across your products, which is what the community loves. You build equity in your number. Uh, basically from filling out your application, uh, it's token gated. You fill out what your product category is, what you're doing. Um, and then once it's submitted, you, uh, it is reviewed by our legal team. And uh, if all goes according to plan and it's all good, you are approved. If your application is missing something or needs to be amended, someone from our support team does reach out with feedback and you get that resubmitted and then you have to go and actually accept your license. That's the one thing. Once, once it's approved, you actually go and accept the license and then you're part of the directory from there. The bodega, as we call it. So how long it usually takes? Yeah, I would say a few weeks. I know we're a bit backed up right now, but I would say a few weeks is, is the target. Yeah, so we currently have, I think the community actually re reacted really good. We have almost 
300, if I remember the number. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's more in the backlog, right? Uh, there's already 300 business over there. That's wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing job. So here's a question. What happens if like this owner, ape owner, they apply the lessons, but they sell their ape? Yeah, so if they sell the ape, so what happens is the license that's distributed is a soul bound token. So, you know, and you, know, you can't really sell it or anything like that. The, the token does not follow the ape. So if, if you sell that ape, it pretty much voids your license from there on. And so if the other person wants to re-register that ape, and basically if you set up a business and you sold that ape and you're like, I'm just trying to let go of all my businesses as well, that, that new holder can reapply and get the same everything back, but they would need to reapply. It's not just that this license will follow. Yeah, and we are putting in renewals um, annually just to keep things up to date. Would the Switch wallet matter? Uh, it does. Like if they move their ape to a different wallet. Okay, yeah. Keep yeah. in mind, don't move your ape to different locations that your license might not work. No, it's not that it won't be the end of the world. You can get it back. Paperwork is paperwork. Gotcha, gotcha. There's paper, paperwork. <laughs> if you do too much moving and forget to update your le lessons. I think late last year, you guys created BYC console, which is very interesting because they always get confused with ApeCoin console. <laughs> and always get tagged as well. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So how did this BYC console started and what is the structure look like? Yeah. It was actually right before I joined the community team that the council was put into place. But essentially, we wanted to make sure that the community felt heard and represented within the company. And because you, you got, we've tried to do a good job of unshrouding the mystery a little bit, but, but it was a time where it was just moving at a really rapid pace. And we wanted to make sure that feedback was being heard. A group of prominent apes were identified. These are people who have their finger on the pulse of what the club is doing. People who are just super, super passionate are building, whether it's hosting events or spaces, you, you name it really. And this group was identified as the people that to really work with us through the 2023 calendar year to in, inform things like sentiment, the games, how are the games working? Do you think people are going to like this? What do you think if we introduce this mechanic? And then really just to help spread the word about certain things from you guys. It's shout out to the entire council, like Laura, Josh, Peter, Negi, they've all been hosting spaces for us. They've been really making sure the community is extremely informed, especially like going into something like Ape Fest. They hosted a ton of spaces and had a bunch of tweet threads about how people could get involved with side events, knowing about where to travel tips, where to stay, things to do. So really, we see the council as this extension of the Yuga working team and the Yuga community team with a little more freedom <laughs> to say what's on their minds. Yeah, I do remember when it first created and I, I, I think it was Gordon or someone else sell their ears for the team because there's limited resources on the Yuga team. Also, you want some honest feedback that from someone that are not fully on the team. That works a little bit different than like us, right? Because for ApeCoin DAO or special council, we do annually election process and then we, you know, we have a limited time that we can be on the seat. And I know Yuga is not a DAO, everyone. Yuga is not a DAO. Right. I understand like a lot of people maybe feel they contribute quite a lot for the community and not being 
part of the council as well. I, I don't know what the process is going to be look like uh, in the future, um, but I'm going to ask this question. What's the future for BYC council? Yeah, I think it, the future is really to build on the great work that the council has done this year. I think there was a really heavy emphasis this year on um, community hosted events and amplifying those things. And of course, that'll be a huge part of next year as well. But I think what we learned, there's some key learnings here for Yuga as well. And it's really that heavier touch from Yuga, from the council goes a long way while, and, and we really want to focus the next year on things that move the needle. While there's certainly going to be funds that are allocated towards community events, it's going to be a little like one-offs of like smaller satellite things and a little bit more, okay, we know a lot of apes are traveling to one place. Yuga will work very closely with the local community team there to fund something and make something happen. I think that's going to be a big part of, and as a result of that, the council will be more heavily involved in these kinds of events. So the other thing is the council, at the end of the day, like you said, it's not a doubt. This wasn't like a democratic election that put the, for this current council in place. That said, we have discussed with that team that it was, we always discussed that this current iteration of the council was for the 2023 calendar year. And this group has absolutely killed it. I think they have been invaluable to us from like a feedback perspective. Again, really an extension of this community team. And I think... The important thing for next year will be to build on top of that with some of the portion of the council, but also to bring in new blood, because I think that's the only way. The club is a living, breathing thing. And so the council will need to evolve as well. I know it's like the ApeCoin elections right now. So we definitely, in the interest of not confusing people further, we're not trying to bring our changes to our council at the same time. We want to make sure the community is heard, but... These are also consultants for Yuga. The other note I will say is we do want to get a little more focused on the council roles for next year. There will be an emphasis on things like events and Twitter spaces, but also we want to make sure we have, a rep we have representatives who are thinking about Made by Apes and specializing in gathering feedback for that. Representatives for future merch and lifestyle and apparel and kind of people who really know about that space and can speak to them about what the club's looking for. And same with gaming, gaming experts. Yeah. So yeah, look out for so that. Sounds like it's going to be more than seven <laughs> with things you listed, but I don't know. Since you didn't say anything about that. As we were having that conversation earlier, as Spicy mentioned a lot about events. It sounds like there are some events strategy and another one of the most important event for us is Fest. They're going to support more community events. Um, in the next calendar year or in the future as well. So what are specific event strategy that you're involved and also any community events uh, story that you want to share or the future event plan that people can apply or be part of it? Yeah, I think we saw, especially with a few events that really stuck out for me this year were what the French Apes hosted around Paris Blockchain Week, what the Big Apple Apes hosted around NFT NYC, and then, of course, the BAYC Korea around Korea Blockchain Week, Singapore Apes Token 2049. I think you're seeing a pattern here. Like it's it. I think Apes shine 
for me, for what I saw, apes shine when they are able to act as an ape ambassadors <laughs> to other apes, to host the event that they think is going to hit in their city and be the right representation of their hometown and at times that are high traffic for the rest of the club and also other Web3 groups. I think it's really important for us to mingle with other NFT projects and to just really get inspiration from what others are doing. So I think as we think about the strategy for next year, it's really around what are these big tentpole events for Web3, but also what are the big tentpole events for culture? What are the big tentpole events in gaming? What are Looking at those priorities for Yuga and what are the ways that we're going to get people interested in what Web3 is and what Yuga is doing? Because I think at the end of the day, the club is incredible, but is only going to thrive and be bigger with more interest and more people coming in. How do we still have our fun and keep the club, but also find opportunities to bring others in and show people how great the club can be? I have a lot of meeting with Spicy and she put a lot of time to hear what the community want. And I think that's very important for Yuga. It is a very unique dynamic that community play a very important role and everyone has strong opinions too <laughs> just thinking about i'm just a look like community people that she's talking to and she does this all the time and also planning events and made by apes and a lot of other things she does more than that she read a lot of decks she also do jobs like related to punks as well she deliver everything absolutely perfect so we're pretty much up the time and we i do have a lot i wanted to talk with spicy is there anything that important that we missed and that i can add up as, actually you know? actually i just want to give my flowers to you because you said all that very kind words to me but honestly very after meeting you it's like the builders like you that make me work harder <laughs> honestly because i'm just looking at you you are just a master class in just like hustle and getting things done and hearing people out and seizing opportunities and seeing them and it's like watching that and it it really gives me life. And I would say it gives the company life. The why Illa and I talk about this all the time. It's like the, the builders like you or like Hazel and Johnny or just like the Ape Water team. We get off these calls and we're just like, oh my God, apes are amazing. And it's a privilege to have that purview. And I think because of that, some days it can be a lot, but most days it's a privilege to do it. and. To, we're just walking away inspired and invigorated. So thank you for everything you do, because honestly, it keeps me going. Oh, I really appreciate that the trust that Yuga gave, not just me, for other community members as well, ladies, for you know, all the ones that has been involved in a lot of different projects on Yuga. We're one family, and nothing has ever changed that what market is, what role you are, either in the Yuga team, ApeCoin team, or as long as we're in the in the same PFP, we're all family, right? Yes. So really appreciate your time here, and it's absolute pleasure to have you here. And um, thank you so much for your insights and experience that you shared with us. Everyone, please follow Spicy on X and also check Made by Apes project. Uh, I'll attach the link below. And making sure you give uh, Spicy flowers when you can. And we need amazing people like her. Thank you so much. We'll keep, keep exploring what's going to happen in the future. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you, Spicy. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers. 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 Thank you so much.
on a yacht in the open sea Getting trippy with my dogs off DMT Third eye blast off on my motherfucking jetpack Iced out grill, solid gold, better flex that Sheesh. We out here in these virtual streets Running wild, all my dogs are unleashed It's the Bordek Yacht Club